Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Today, we're asking the question, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Are you hypercritical or complimentary? Do you feel confident and do you love who you see? Joining us today is an entrepreneur, mentor, wife, and mom, Michelle Charles Gustafan. Michelle is a strategic marketing consultant turned award-winning certified image consultant, certified master coach, and international success mentor. She is the creator of Hue and Style, and inside her mentorship experience, she teaches growth-focused entrepreneurs, professionals, and leaders how to transform their self-confidence and self-presence into a personal, brand-defining, success-attracting superpower. Thank you so much for being here today, Michelle, and welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. Amazing. (laughs) So, Michelle, you show up with just exuding confidence and such a joyful spirit. So I have sort of a two-part question to start. Have you always had that fire within you? And what would you say to our listeners who struggle to kind of ignite that confidence flame? I love how that's the first question, but really (laughs) where we're actually going. Um, Thank you for that question. Uh, Have I always had it? I think I would want your listeners to know that you have always had it. We all have the spark. Yes. Now, life. Life happens to all of us. And Mm. life covers over the spark a lot of the time. And Mm. especially as women... Uh, We go through so many transitions in our lives. Um, Women typically will go through two to three transitions every decade. Okay, so think of that. And transitions are things like new jobs, get married, get divorced, have a kid, the kid leaves you, the empty dust, all those things. So two to three per decade. But I would venture now, after such a pandemic time, we've had two to three transitions in two to three years. (laughs) So life... Life has covered over the spark. So to answer your question, have I always had it? Yes. Have I always known I had it? No, because it's covered Mm -hmm. it over at certain points in time. Have I been able to reclaim it? Yes. And so can you. The reclaiming is the part where people feel like new confidence grows, but it's actually not that you're finding it or that it grows it's actually rediscovering is what you're I doing love that. I love that. so so yes it's there I've had it um <laughs> much of the much of the rediscovery comes in knowing what your gifts and talents are and using them on purpose and when that happens that's when it feels like confidence is rediscovered Amazing. So I love that you said it's always there. And it made me think of something super cheesy that I just, I just read about this hike. I think it's in New York state somewhere, but there's a, a natural flame behind a waterfall and it's called the eternal flame hike. And what you just said about everyone has the spark. I was like, 
Oh my God. That just yes. made me think of the eternal plane. Behind 100%. the waterfall, all the craziness of life, all the things that would happen, but it's always there. So I, I love that. And one of the things you said is, you know, our passions and our true skills and sort of our calling in life is what will help us uncover and rediscover that flame. But what a lot of people struggle to do is get through all the noise and the clutter that is life and the water going everywhere. How do you start to identify or how did you in your life through your various transitions identify and stay true to that sort of core calling? Yes. So there is always the point of change in our life. So that's when that that big thing happens and there's change. But then after that point in time of the change comes the transition, which is after the change. And it's in the transition where we get to explore who we want to be next. And in order to do that, you have to get quiet people. So I know that listening to this podcast, there's going to be a lot of very ambitious ladies. You guys probably (laughs) do all the things. Um, I like to say that women have eight jobs all at once, depending on their roles. Mm -hmm. And you want to be great and amazing and wonderful at all of them. But what makes you great and amazing at all of them is knowing the reason why you're doing them, um, what you bring of yourself to them, what your outcome is for those. And you cannot know that if you do not know yourself intimately like you are your own best friend. Mm. I share I share with my clients that you should, well, I don't like the word should because, you know, it implies. Yes, should is, yeah. yeah. Um, but but it is most powerful when you know your personal values like they're the middle name of your name and everyone will have between three to five personal values that lead their life that if you are working within them if you are using them you are happy those times where you wanted to leave that job leave that person whatever you were not able to use them And you should know those, and I am going to use that word, you should know those through at least three to five, like the back of your hand. Because when you come into life and into transition, all of the puzzle pieces of life get thrown up, like all the things like your career and your finances and the home life and the kids and the relationships, all that. But when you know yourself like your own best friend, you will be able to navigate through those and go like, okay, is this in the vein of my values that I'm living in or is it outside? And if it's outside, it'll always feel like friction. So creating that compass with inside yourself, inside mm-hmm. yourself as a compass is how you get through a life. I love it. I, yeah. How did you go from, so you talked about, or you have talked about um, transition. So in your intro, even we talked about you moved from being a strategic marketing consultant into coaching and starting your own business and focusing your life on helping women be confident, helping us find our superpowers. Like, how did you make that shift and why did you do it? (laughs) So (laughs) it, 
just like your life, it's it's a winding road, okay? But I believe in the breadcrumbs along the winding road. So I will say when I, I've always been an entrepreneur, um, when I left university, the the people didn't understand me that I was going to start my own business. They're like, well, why don't you go to like corporate and get some experience? Nice. Like, because yes. that's, that's not who I am. <laughs> uh, we've always been an entrepreneurial family. We've always, you know, forged the road on our own. So I was forging the road on our own in a family business. And so when I left university, it started there. And I, okay. I, I just... We started to, I, I worked with businesses. I used a marketing background. That's what I went to school for, to help small businesses communicate themselves. Okay. How do yeah. I stand out from the crowd as a small business? Um, when life changed, my dad passed away. It was the first big change. change. And then the transition that came after that, where after that happened, we sold the business. And then I was left navigating. Now, who am I to be now? And I floated around in life for a while, did some different jobs, but finally found my way back to being an entrepreneur in, as, a, as, a, as a sales director in a direct sales company. And wow. I did really, really well in that business because I was doing what I was doing before. I was using my gifts and my talents of moving people through, helping them communicate themselves, helping them build a business. It was the same skills. Okay. It was the same skills. But... When I had my daughter is really when it all changed gotcha. because the type A person who was able to just forge through and do all the things decided that something was more important mm. and my values changed. That's when it happened. My values changed. I wanted to be present. I wanted to have a business that I could run around her. I wanted to do something that was, was deeper in terms of heart led and what I was doing wasn't giving it to me. Got it. And then I was mad at myself. <laughs> okay. And I was lost. These, these are the things that women feel. We feel lost when it's not aligned. We feel angry at ourselves. We start to blame and go, what's wrong with yeah. me that what I yeah. don't want doesn't fit anymore? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? Not or what's doesn't, wrong that I doesn't fit I've what's changed. going on around you also. Like it just, exactly everything feels off. Yeah. Well, and the biggest word that I hear from women today is alignment. And the thing about I like to draw a picture around is that alignment actually starts with you. You're the nucleus of the atom. So if yeah. something doesn't feel aligned, it's not the outside world. It is what's in you. And so after I had my daughter, I, I, I was looking for something that allowed me to be individual, be entrepreneurial be creative. And what I was doing wasn't giving it to me. So I was mad. And that's when I fell into that little bits of what we call depression. Okay. And yes, back in I've the, been, the day, there. Mm -hmm. right. And back yes, in the day, like, I mean, this isn't that long ago, but back in that day, we didn't really talk about mental health and what are we going right. to do? And my mental health. Very tough. So, and you know, there's, a, there's still a lot of shame. I mean, people talk about it now, but there's still a lot of shame around it. A lot. There a lot. is, especially amongst the ambitious. Because yes. you're not oh, supposed yeah. to feel that way. Yes, you feel you're like a failure. You're you feel like to... you're weak somehow. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> you're supposed to suck it up, especially yes. amongst the ambitious, okay? Yes. And so so I fell in there and it was nine months of a dark cloud. Mm. And I was drinking too much wine. I was watching yep. too much TV. I, I felt disconnected. Yes. And here's what 
I remember being on um, with one of my mentors at the time and I just broke down crying and I like could not stop. And he said mm -hmm. to me, Michelle, I don't know how to help you with this. And the, wow. the biggest thing, if you're an employer listening, listen to me now. The biggest thing he told me is he slid a card across the table and he said, call this number. It's the number of the counselor that we have yes. on hand in the yes. group plan. Perfect. Perfect. And so I called the number and she says, Michelle, you're on the brink. Like this is, you either go one way or another. And she said, the biggest thing you can do right now is pay attention to you, listen to yeah. you. And so that's how I started to climb out of it. But I climbed out of it by paying attention to what I, things I had loved in the past. And one of them was color. And one <laughs> of them was present self-presentation. It's always been a thing in our family that um, I think my dad was way before his time in, I know people say look good, feel good, but the science behind that, mm -hmm. there's a science Find look good, feel good. It's not just look good. It is look good in the right symbolism, the right way, and you yeah. will rejuvenate yourself. And so I fell down the rabbit hole of my first love, which was color. And I became a color expert about I how color acts on us, what it tells us, what it tells others, how to use it for influence. This is not just about style. This is about the message, the symbolism that color gives you. And I started to use it myself. And what I found was there was power in it. And then I created human style around the power of influence, of self-presentation, of mindset, of changing mindset to performance so that you can do the things while being you. And that's how I do what I do now. That's incredible. I love the color piece. So can we dive a little bit further into that? So everybody will wear um, and choose clothes and things based on, oh, I like that color. I like that style. You're sort of redefining why we get dressed and how we do it. So can you explain what it means to dress for confidence? Yes. So People, okay, so we'll talk about the mass. Right now, people will dress because they like, they'll say, well, I like that, or I yes. feel good in that, whether it's a color or a certain level, of, uh, I say elements on the garment, which would be its style. I put that in quotes. Sure. But they don't really know why they like it. They just say, I like it. Right. There is some intuition around liking something. But I like to pull back the curtain from my clients and let them know that there are actually values attached to not only color, but also the elements on the garment that become the personal style or the personal expression, the personal communication of who you are. Okay. So it drives me batty. So when you go and people are like, well, I go on Pinterest and I pin all the Everybody else's like. stuff. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted I want to let you know that the things that you're pinning actually have communication about the values that are very important to you. And that when you know how to to match your values, remember those five things like you should know in the back of your hand, to yeah. what it looks like communicated in garment, accessory, color. When you know how to match those, people will always see you as you. You will never be posing. You will never not look like you. You will never look out of place. And not only that, you will learn, you can learn to communicate what you want them to know about you 
and also how you want them to act. Because the thing about color is that there are five different um, pers like uh, influencing actions that color can give a person. So it can okay. act on someone else. So it can be assertive, persuasive, negotiating, bridging, or inspiring. And when you learn to use your own personalized palette, you can tell someone what you'd like them to know by wearing that color. They don't know what happened, but you, it, that's why I say you become like your own billboard and your own marketing department because it's, it's a, and the girls laugh because it's, a, it is a language all its own. And okay. people don't know that it's acting on them in that way. Marketers do, which is where it's so, so fun that I get to use my marketing background, but for people, right? So marketers use, know what those things say, but now people who use color this intentionally become um, super communicators of who they are and what they want to bring to the table. So most, I always say like 98% of the world is walking around putting on clothes, not knowing what they mean to them or what it means to someone else. The one, Absolutely. the 2% that the 2% that learn how to use that communication are seen, heard, remembered and chosen. And that's what Ooh. I spend my life. Oh, wow. So can you, so that, you know, it sounds like a, a magical sort of transformational experience that yep. happened. Can you help us? um help our listeners sort of wrap their mind around that like what's one of your values and how do you how do you communicate that in, in color slash style yes. okay. so what what you'll need to know is that color is infinite so I know that people want me to say red equals power right because that's what Pinterest said Sure. Well, Pinterest is wrong okay I'll tell yes. you that um yes. because color is infinite so every Every variation of a hue that you remember from grade five, you know, when you think about the rainbow, red, yeah. red, yeah. oh, red, yeah. yeah. so, there's an, there's actually infinite um, variations of each of those hues in the spectrum where, and when a color adds black, a color adds white, when a color adds gray, it changes the, the look, but also yes. the message. So that being said, the difference between something that is crimson vermilion, poppy, scarlet are all different and they're all different messages. Yeah, I'll leave that out there. So okay. when I have a value of, like one of my values is individuality, okay? Everything I do is, mm -hmm. for, is for someone to either learn how to express it, teach them how to use it, teach them how to own it, individuality. Well, individuality okay. works on the... Um, the, the, how do I say on the inspirational piece of asserting in color. Okay. Being, okay. being an individual is about inspiring. Well, that falls somewhere between fuchsia and rose, depending on which, how your skin tone is, your eyes, your hair, because of course you, your, your pink is not my pink. Yeah, no, it's it look very yeah, it's mm -hmm. very personal. So I even can't tell you where pink to be inspiring because you'll wear the wrong pink. Mm, okay, but when you have a personal palette, if you have rose and say fuchsia, those two have different messages, but they work on one piece of how you can influence someone about how to be inspiring. I know that sounds like voodoo magic, and it <laughs> is. <laughs> you're like and it works thank you and it works <laughs> so it, it yes. um 
color and what you put on you sort of has an impact on others. What's the impact to self? Like what's the internal impact of putting on a color that makes you feel powerful or makes you feel happy or does that, does that internalize itself? So even when you're having like the ups and downs of life, a good day, bad day, whatever, can you intentionally dress for yourself before you project something? You absolutely can. And in, and when I teach my clients, I say, you do that first before Mm. you try to, so before you try to personal brand and show up at the meeting and be in the Zoom room for everybody else, because it, image image is actually five different pieces, which I can go to uh, after. But what you do is you prepare yourself for yourself first. So you ask yourself at the very beginning of the day, every single one of my clients will go, who do I need to be today for the mm. thing that I'm doing? Perfect. And then they will use color. And elements on the garment, as in self-expression cues, to see that in the mirror first. Mm. This is who I need to be today. These are the values I need to stream. This is the message I want to give. This is who I intend to be. And when you learn the practice, it actually only takes you five minutes to do that. But you know fully that you're walking in. And it was in a 2012 study that was done uh on enclosed cognition that actually proved that you can change not only your mindset, but your performance when you add symbolism, proper symbolism to the clothes that you wear. And how it did that was it had two groups of people and they gave one group of, uh, they gave two groups of people a white lab coat and they told group A that the white lab coat was a doctor's coat. Then they gave the white lab coat to the second group and they said it was a painter's smock. Mm. And then they had the two groups perform tasks. Well, in the end, which do you think performed the task with more precision, care, and attention? The doctor's coat. The doctor's group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was symbolism that was attached to the garment. They also added, so that was the first part of the experiment. Then they added the third set, which had the smock, or sorry, had the doctor's coat, told them it was a doctor's coat, but did not put it on. Okay. It was hanging there. It's hanging. Okay. They didn't perform didn't with the same. same precision as the ones who wore the coat with the symbolism. And so every day I work with my clients, I help them put the symbolism in the clothing Mm -hmm. through elements of the garment, color. This is what it means. So that when you put it on, that is how you act. And so in the 19, yeah, in the 1970s, when they said uh, dress for success, they were going there. But what they missed was the internal portion, not just the garments. Cause they said, go get your three piece suit and put that on and make sure it's not stained. Make sure it's not wrinkled. Make sure it's pressed and ironed and you look polished. But they didn't address the internal changes that happen mm. to you and happen to you when you attach that symbolism to the garment. And so yes. for me, because I'm an image coach and life coach, we, at- we attach the changes that you are making to walk through your transition that has happened in your life to new symbolism of how you see yourself every day in the things you're putting on so that you are empowered to know that you can handle it 
from the place that is individual, that's part of growth, that's part of excellence, that's part of freedom. And then you go out and do it. I love it. I love it. It's probably music to the ears of all of the ambitious <laughs> women that are out there. Um, I think it's important to address also, though, um, that we are in sort of difficult economic times. So just because we're talking about clothing and fashion and color and all of these things, it doesn't mean expensive. It means selection. Is that fair? Yes. Or like, how would you express that? I I would express that as um, that if you are choosing your garments and accessories from the right place of intention that is really you, mm -hmm. and that it has the proper symbolism, it is an investment in who you are. It Got is it. not a cost. Okay. Oh, so. Yeah. When people go out and buy clothes because it was on sale or they just, you know, I, I was, I say latte shopping with the girlfriends, you know how it is. You go to yes. the mall, get a latte, then we, that looks cute on you. No, that looks cute on you. And you're just, I, in my universe, I say we are hunters, not gatherers. Okay. But that's gathering where you're just going yeah. around. That yes. is a cost. Okay. okay. That yeah. costs you something. You yes. put money down, you get a garment. But when you are a hunter <laughs> around mm. what is it, what is informed and intentional self-expression of who you are, but also communicates your personal brand, what, what makes you memorable to people, what allows you to get ready in five minutes without thinking about it, which lets you sit at every Zoom table, boardroom table, or any other table, knowing that you're in full ownership of who you are, that is an investment. Be the hunter, not the gatherer. Yes. Love it. And, and I, I think it's amazing. Well, my clients tell me too, but I, I, I learned it for myself early because I do everything and then I teach it. Like I am not one of those people who coaches from a place of like theory. I coach from a place of this works because I did it. And then I watch it work and work and work and work. Right. Um, is that, is that what happens over time when you choose intentionally how you present yourself is it becomes so automatic that not only does the world change how they treat you, mm. you change how you treat yourself. And in the end, you actually end up practically saving money because you haven't gathered. So right. it's the investment comes on always internal, external and pocketbook. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So you talked about um, five elements of image. Mm -hmm. So that starts with self. Can you take us through those five elements yeah. and how we build on that? Yeah. So a lot of times people will, you know, think about MCG, Michelle, myself, and they'll be like, well, she's like a stylist, but then she's like a coat. Like, so they can't really describe. Right. Yeah. And I still have, I still go by my title as an image consultant, but most people don't really know what that is. Okay. It's like, it's an old title. Don't understand it in these modern times. Well, and it, image it almost sounds sort of one dimensional focus on yes. fashion style. That's it. Right. But it's exactly multi-dimensional. So yeah. I like to draw the picture around what image actually is over being a fashion stylist or a stylist. Okay. Right. Image is about every way someone experiences you. 
Okay. Okay. So every not, way someone experiences. Yes, every way that someone experiences you. Your first is with your appearance. That's the A. So in there comes how do we carry or how what do we put on? What garment? How do we makeup? Uh, like earrings? What's my hairstyle? So those are the things that end up being the typical anchor for people. Well, she does clothes. Okay, because clothes are a part of the appearance portion. Okay, sure. But that's not the only thing that images. The next is behavior. And your behavior comes down to um, your nonverbal behavior, which means your body language. What are you telling people mm. <laughs> when you look at them, smile at them, stand up at the room, do a live video, sit on the Zoom room? All of that counts for your image. Okay. Yes. The third is communication. So this is now what you're saying. How are you speaking about your business? How are you speaking about your strengths? What are you saying your outcomes are? What, what are the things that make you completely different and memorable that would allow someone to trust you? Because be clear, the goal of image is to build trust at lightning speed. Mm -hmm. Because if you have no trust, they don't buy from you. They don't buy into you. Trust at lightning so speed. So that's not the same as style. No. Okay. No. So you see where we're going. So image yeah. is A, B, C. C. Those are the, so now, and then I add D and E because oh, I'm, okay. and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, and one, I like two, three. Okay. <laughs> yep. And I like to take what would be like other image consultants would put, say A, B, and C. Well, I like to take it a little further because I'm MCG. So D, D is your digital presence. So oh, this yeah. is. Who are you out there in the webs of the internets? Mm -hmm. But also- So important it, today. You cannot you not be present. Listen, you yeah. cannot. If you mm -hmm. have not Googled yourself in the last six months, there's your <laughs> assignment today. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So your yeah. and your digital presence isn't just what's my LinkedIn or like what's my profile or something. It is what am I saying out here that lives in ink and forever? Yes. Okay. Digital presence. The E that I have added by MCG is your esteem, esteem wellness. Oh, this is how, that's a good one. This is how you are actively taking care of the muscle that is your confidence. Mm. Look, mm. look, ladies. Y'all are out here thinking that your confidence is something that is either won or lost. It's either at a hundred or zero. That's not true. What is true is that it is a muscle just like your heart, your bicep. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. when you go into the gym and you lift a weight this week, you lift a five pounder. Cool. Then it gets easy. Then you'll lift a 10 pounder. Then you'll be in a 15. Then you'll be in a 20. Your confidence is the same. And unfortunately for uh, type A's in recovery, like I call myself, yes. okay, yes. is we have got down to the one pound weight. And when we got to five, something else happened and we think we can't get to 20. That's not true. It's a muscle. It must be practiced, but it's practiced mo uh, most effectively with frameworks and not ad hoc things that are outside yourself. So if you don't have frameworks for building a confidence practice, 
you'll always feel like you're at weight number one. Confidence practice. I love that because everyone knows about and talks about the practice of gratitude, practice of meditation, practice of, you know, all of these things, but nobody talks about confidence practice. How do you go about doing that? What's the sort of first, the one pound weight exercise that anyone could do? I know we always want the silver bullet. Yeah, definitely not a silver bullet, but like for someone to just even begin, you imagine like super shy, like really, yeah, actually I take that back. If I think about when I was in like the real sort of depths of depression, Mm -hmm. how to find that internal frame flame during that time. And it was important for me to do that, but you were so right. It was by doing little things. So how do you start to get yourself? How do we start? Yeah. So first of all, you recognize the change that has happened in your life. Mm. You get real quiet with yourself and whether that means you journal, whether that means you draw, like whatever it is that puts you in that state of being able to listen to yourself, you've got to get to listening to yourself. And even when I think about um, what that counselor said, she goes, you have to start with you. Uh, The way I could put the wine down was it was, it was clouding how I could hear myself. So Journaling is one of my favorite things. I mean, it. I know people like, I don't journal. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know what to say on the pages. <laughs> it almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it matters that you begin a conversation. Let me share with you. So um, if you think of your best relationships in the world, okay, everyone listening, is everyone listening? Think of the best relationships, your most enriching relationships in your life. How did they become that way? You didn't just one day wake up and be like, well, this person is so amazing to me. I would really, I'd be so sad if this cherished relationship went away from me. How did it happen? You had conversations. Yes. You had conversations, experiences, you go through battle together, you do all of these things. It's building. You talk, you talk. Yeah. Because even through going through the road trip and the experience and the girls, you talked. You have conversations. Yes. You had conversations. This is not different than having a conversation with yourself. Get to know who that is now. Even if when you open up the book and you start writing on the page and she goes, I have nothing to say to you. Cool. Why? You've neglected me over over years and years and years. And I feel like you've forgotten me. Cool. Let's talk about that then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry. One of the things that I did, I remember I struggled with journaling in the beginning. So I actually started a, like just video speaking to myself. It was to nobody, but it was, you know, and then that actually progressed back to physical writing journaling. So there are little things that you can do to make that easier to have a conversation with yourself. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) And people, and do, as soon as I say journaling, people are like, I don't do writing. Well, fine. My daughter- My daughter uses a sketchbook. That's her journal. Yes. Yes. Like she she will draw out the feelings. Yes. You know, voice notes. Voice notes are very powerful because it's your voice. And you get to tune out the voices of the rest of the world, which is probably step number two while I'm telling you that. Because while you're listening to yourself, unfollow everything. Take them (laughs) off your phone. Do not yeah. listen to the inspo posts because the, the problem with the loudness of the world 
and here's your MCGism for today is when the world is loud, create your own peace. Mm. Tune it out. Yeah. Turn off the Instas, get off the TikToks. They're not telling you anything that is helpful. Yes. They're telling you what is maybe possible, but they can't tell you how to get there. You can only do that yourself. Now, you could do that yourself with help, but not by a generic, general, mass inspo post. That'll never get you there. No, absolutely. So, so starting a conversation with yourself is the first thing that gets you out of that self-doubt and towards new self-belief. The second thing is to recognize your change, understand that life has changed. What is it about that? Talk to yourself about that. Then it's to reframe what that change means to you. Because when we have a change in our life, we know that it's probably like a value shift. Some, what I think is a priority for me is different as a priority now. You need to reframe what that means to you. Why am I angry that, <laughs> that I had my daughter and I can't do my business the exact same way as I used to? That's not something to be angry about, Michelle. That's just <laughs> something to explore. Yes. Yeah. That's something to explore. And when I found that I was exploring through my journaling, through my writing, through diving into these things that were me, like color, it was like, actually, what you really want is to be, be present and creative. That's what it came from. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. present and creative in your life and in your work. Yes. Cool. So then it was, then I was able to do the third thing, which is to reset um, who I've become because of the change. I became a different person. I'm still Michelle. Yes. But I became Michelle as a mother who decided that creativity was more important than hustle culture or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes. cool. So yes. then the next thing is to say, okay, now that I, I see the change, recognize the change, reset who I am in that change. Now I get to realign all the pieces of my life to make that match the new me. And Love that's it. what I find. That's when I find people find me. <laughs> okay. Women find me is that they've gone through the change. They've, they've, they've moved through. I, I get that I'm a new me. I need to get this reset. And so many times when I talk to them on my first, on their first session is they'll say, I just want what is inside to match my outside. Mm. And that's how I know that. That's how I know they're mine. Because this is not about a color. This is not about a shirt. It is about, I want everything in who I am, in what I'm doing, in what the world sees, and what I feel is right to be in and out of me. Yes. And that's what makes someone magnetic, Nilu. Mm -hmm. That's when people are seen. That's when the bosses go, wait, wait a minute. Is she new here? Is like, that? <laughs> I've, had, I've had clients say that. They're like, people at my work, I've been at my job for six years. And they're like, are you new here? No, you're new, new here. Yes, you are new because here. You've evolved you are new here. a new person. Ready yes. to be seen new here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you've got through all of that clutter, and here you are. And here I am, brilliant. clear, clear in who I am, clear in what I stand for, clear in what I offer in my job, in my position, in my business, clear in who is my customer and who I want to draw in, clear in my message about how I talk to them and how I draw them in, and clear about how I give them an outcome. And you know what? When you have that amount of clear, that's like, I think, five clears, if you count yes. them. Then, <laughs> if you count them, that was five clears. Now you are fulfilled. 
when you do whatever you do and you are happy and you are joyful because it all matches. And that's what I do. Valued and seen for who you are inside. Yep. Hallelujah. (laughs) Let the the church say. (laughs) And that's it. Like, that's what we're all striving for at the end of the day, right? And it is. When that isn't present, when things are misaligned, that's when everything, life is going to correct itself. Yeah. Well, and and look at the pandemic. Look, yeah. look, we, uh, I haven't, I was not so busy. I had as the pandemic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what happened was people decide like it, it ground life to a halt. Yes. Which people were forced to do. The first step is what I spoke about. Get quiet. Go yo. Mm-hmm. Go so when they, got, yeah. when they got inside because they were literally inside they decided that they hated their lives. Mm. What am I even doing? Yeah. I don't like this job. I don't like this person I sit across the table from. I yeah. don't like the business I built. And so what happened was for achievers is when they see things external to their life that they don't like, they immediately turn it inside and go, well, what's wrong with me? hundred percent. Yes. Why do yeah. what, what, what? How come I can't get it together? Like I should just be able to fix it, right? Yes. And yeah. So they came searching for a way to realign, mm. to go. Wait, maybe I'm not broken. Maybe I just need to put the puzzle pieces back together about who I am today. Because what yeah. life showed me in the pandemic is that wasn't happy. So who am I at happy? Now, Michelle, how do I make all those pieces fit and look like I'm happy too? Right. Right. That's what happened. And I think too, like even now, so that was like, that was, what are we, 2023? So that was maybe a year and a half ago, last 18 months. But I think what's happening now that life opened up and everybody then kind of did go back to their stuff and try to make it be like before. What's happened is they went back to try like it was before but they now are deciding, yeah, that wasn't that great either. And now they're searching again. People yeah. are re-burning out. <laughs> like, wait, I don't want to go back to doing X, Y, Z. And how do I? Yeah. Because yeah. I think there was a lot of transformation that happened during the pandemic, like you were talking about. People, once you had to be still, even though life was super busy and those of us who could work online and, you know, there were all the frontline people and all of those things were going on it's still, everybody had to still take pause at some point and reflect on their, on themselves and on their lives. And I think you had to, and it, it, while it drove a lot of, I think there was a lot of struggle with mental health during the pandemic as well, but it also forced a lot of self-reflection and a lot to come out that needed to, because your body holds on to all of that, even though you suppress and suppress and suppress it all came out. So now if, if you've been through that process, now is the time to really come into your own element and show momentum. up in the world. Yes, yeah. Momentum. And, exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah. ex- that's exactly what, and I think like, if you, you know, people talk about the pandemic and, and the, there was collective sadness, there was collective grief. There was just, 
collective heaviness. Yes. I saw it as an opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. This was an opportunity to rewrite the script. I remember saying to my clients, I'm like, you can do anything you want right now. Mm -hmm. Why? Because everything is changing and we haven't settled yet. And by the time life settles, you could have changed whatever you wanted and nobody's going to blink an eye because you did. Yeah. Because it all changed. Nobody was expecting anything. Everything was different. Yes. So it was a 100% opportunity to decide. Yes. I love it. (laughs) And those who decided, those who went inside, who um, rediscovered, redefined, realigned, and decided, shot out like a cannon. Like I think of a few of them. It was like, like, Damn! Well, but it's go. The tail. Yeah, it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's important also that, like, every day is an opportunity. You don't have to wait for a global pandemic to take pause. Just the lesson from that is to understand that that opportunity is there. Take it and run with it. Absolutely, and and I I would say that for your listeners that if you remember nothing else about this conversation is that, that every day is an opportunity to get ready for your day and for your life. Like you are going to make a choice of how you show up Mm -hmm. and it starts the very minute your eyes open to the minute you to the next thing you do, to the next thing you do. And because we're a Western culture and you can't go out with no clothes on to the time you get dressed. Yes. And wh- and who it is you see in the mirror. And I'm like, because it's who it is you see in the mirror, what you've told yourself in the mirror will run your day and your life. So if you get up and you put, you put on the whatever, you know, like it drove me nuts in the pandemic. They're like athleisure, whatever, go in into your <laughs> yoga pants on the, whatever zoom life. I'm like, no, no, no. Because what you say in the mirror, when you put those yoga pants on is far greater impact than you seeing yourself in that zoom room going, I'm comfortable. You told Mm. yourself you weren't ready. Right. And so we, you have a choice about how you enter your day every single way. And like I said, because we can't show up naked somewhere, that includes your self-presentation. Yeah. And so it's a choice. It's a choice. And that there are limitless possibilities when you choose from a place of intention, of symbolism, of power, of individuality. Nobody questions that woman who shows up like that. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Because you can't, there's nothing to because question. You can't, there's nothing there to question. Nothing to question. And ladies, think about how freeing that might feel. It's freeing. You have nothing to prove anymore. You have nothing to, to backpedal for. You have nothing to prove. You just are and you deliver yourself as the outcome. You okay. serve life as the outcome. That's the power. And yes. then that's literally when you live with fulfillment. Everybody's talking about, I want to be fulfilled. I want to be joyful. That's how you do it. 
Yeah, there is a way to do it. There is, and it's inside you. And it takes us back to that internal flame of confidence that's always burning and how you make that shine. How you stoke it. How you stoke it. How you put the kindling in, how you get it roaring, how you feed it with oxygen, all of it. And, you know, like, let's use your, I love your, I love a good metaphor. So let's use your eternal flame behind I love them. Uh, let's use your eternal flame from behind the waterfall. You stoke that thing. You let that thing breathe with oxygen. You fan its flame. Yes. That flame will shine brighter through the waterfall. Somebody 100%. still sees it. Yes. Everyone will see it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that's put that's... an end on a better. Honestly, like I will wake up tomorrow and look at myself differently in the mirror after this conversation. Perfect. I Perfect. You. And that Perfect. I think is the homework for all of our listeners to go up there and you know what? Even right now, go and have a look at yourself in the mirror and have a different conversation with yourself starting right now. One hundred percent. I I say it all the time. It's like. I, my, like talking about fulfillment and the, and the meaningful outcome of your life, my job on this planet is to challenge mm-hmm. someone to see themselves differently. Yeah. And do you know that challenge is a form of encouragement? Okay. People, people, yes. people don't, I challenge it, you. It also to, depends how you challenge a person, but yes, it comes from a place of, yes. From the intention of encouragement is to challenge yourself to see yourself differently. So if y'all are going to look in the mirror, even after this call, Mm -hmm. you're going to ask yourself another question. Who is that? Is she using her gifts and her talents in a way that serves her meaningful outcome for her life at every moment? Mm. And if you can't answer yes, you got some new questions to ask yourself you've got some work to do you got some work to do yes mm-hmm. yes i love it yes. you're incredible i could talk to you all day long every day non-stop and <laughs> keep going from there um but thank you so very very much uh like i said i took so much away from that conversation i'm sure our listeners will as well and if they're not already standing in front of the mirror then they will be very shortly yes. so thank you you are so welcome. And I I, in, I can invite your listeners. Yes. Um, there is a free chapter of my book called Show Up Confident. It's the Amazing. first chapter. If they would like to listen to me, read it to them or read it themselves, it will give them just one way to ask that question in a new way. Beautiful. Thank you. So generous. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thanks for having me. It was my pleasure to share. Absolutely.